Welcome to Coworking Out Loud, where we explore the deeper side of coworking, content, and community. I'm your host, Kat Johnson. Hey friends, in this episode of Coworking Out Loud, I am talking with the one and only Kate Schwartzler from Indie Commons in Independence, Oregon. And Kate is an absolute powerhouse. She has a bunch of different projects going on within Indie Commons. She was recently elected to her city council. She's hyper-focused on community and regional economic impact, her vision for co-working and for what she can do with a community of people all focused on a goal is absolutely incredible. So have a listen. Hope you enjoy it. Hello, Kate. Welcome to Coworking Out Loud. I'm so excited to chat with you. Well, thanks, Kat. It's great to be here. And thanks for inviting me. Of course. And we've been friends for some years now, kind yeah. of cheerleading each, each other on. But I realized when I was getting ready for this, I don't really know your co-working story. I don't know that moment that you were like, what is this thing? And I think <laughs> I might want to do it. So let's, let's start there. What is your co-working story? Well, it came about in a roundabout way. Um, I moved back to Oregon seven years ago and was at a crossroads in life and realized I had an opportunity to sort of take a pause and recreate whatever life style I wanted to create. So I ended up back in a small town here in Oregon um, and started a consulting company because that's what you do when you're at a crossroads and realized that I really didn't like working alone. Um, and prior to that, when I was in Denver, I was helping the company I worked for try to find office space. I'm like, man, this is really hard to try to find something that not only fits the moment right now, but three years from now, and you've got to sign these leases and do all the things. And that's how I first came across co-working space. And I thought that's actually really brilliant. Um, we ended up not doing that. We did the traditional lease and all the things. Um, but when I moved back to Oregon and I was working by myself, I started thinking about bringing that model to a rural community and what that could look like because there's such an amazing impact that can make in terms of economic development and building that Main Street presence. And so there was an empty building downtown mm. and I just kind of started talking about it and I thought, well, I'll be my first tenant, right? <laughs> As every good co-working space operator. And yeah. there was an empty building. Yes. So, yeah. I mean, that just is right to the heart of it with Indie Commons. When I think about rural co-working mm -hmm. and economic impact and helping maybe an underserved entrepreneurial community. It's like mm -hmm. Indie Commons is top of mind. So let's let's dig right into that. Like what is that what can that look like? What for a co-working space to support a whole region economically? Mm -hmm. So when you think about the rural communities and the challenge there, sometimes building that economic development base uh, and providing a way or a place for people to work remotely and to have a livelihood and to 
be able to build a quality of life. Um, I think, unfortunately, a lot of times rural communities get a bad rap when you're thinking about what kind of career, what kind of job can you have there? It's like, well, you get kind mm -hmm. of the leftover pieces. So if you could imagine you get somebody that moves to town, a family moves to town, and the spouse or the partner, the kind of the plus one, it's kind of like, well, we moved to town for my job. And then you can kind of pick up whatever else might be there. So we're really trying to create this culture of building your own and kind of creating your own destiny, if you will, and by providing a place that can incubate businesses and can connect people and be surrounded by other people who are doing the um, kind of remote working, the freelancing, right? We're starting to build a culture in a community and then that other people see that, right? And they're like, oh, if they can create that, I can create that and I can do my own thing. So I think it really helps expand the possibilities for what can happen right here on Main Street. Yeah, I mean, creating your own destiny, to me, that is the heart of co-working. That's what we're doing here, mm -hmm. is giving people a space and a support community to pursue their potential, mm -hmm. to like see what we can grow into. And um, we're in a time where people can start businesses from anywhere. Yes. Like it doesn't matter if you're out on a ranch or in the middle of a, a metro center. But Indie Commons is way more than co-working mm -hmm. space. So why don't you paint the big picture <laughs> for people who don't know? Yeah, we started out as a, a co-working space. I mean, we're tiny compared to most people's standards. You know, when I go to our other co-working spaces, it's so much fun to see all the different varieties and possibilities that are out there. But, you know, really, we are scaled for our community. Um, but a, a community even of 16 freelancers and small business owners working on our office side is a big impact for us. Um, yeah. And so we do have a traditional co-working space where we offer people a monthly membership that they can come in and have a dedicated desk and uh, place on Main Street. And then we also have a commissary kitchen. So we have a licensed kitchen and that has been open less time. That's been online about two years now. And we're really seeing a big benefit to the region to have a licensed commercial kitchen that our food entrepreneurs can work out of. So that's been really exciting to see the community building on the food side as well as on the office side. And then we do have a little pop-up market where things that are made here locally, we're really trying to promote um, shopping local, investing back in your community, because these are the people that sponsor the little leagues and show up at the school events and sponsor the 4-H kids. And that's where we really want to promote that kind of ecosystem building here of really supporting each other. What kind of food businesses are in there? I'm thinking of like really cute little cottage food industry type things. We have a variety. We have some uh, private chefs, personal chefs. Uh, we have barbecue. We have a couple bakeries. Um, we have a, our new one is a cake pop. Uh, they make cake pops, which is great. So we get to benefit. We benefit from this. <laughs> we, they have a built-in uh, test kitchen, right? You know, oh, they, yeah. they need people to give feedback on, on their products. Um, we have charcuterie. So we also have event space here. And one of the things that we can now offer people that come in, here's your event, and then we can cater 
your break or we can cater your reception or whatever it is because we have our own bar here in the back which is dangerous for co-working spaces to have our own bar <laughs> but uh uh so we can offer this really great full service package to people that our kitchen users then get to benefit from being able to cater an event right there yeah it looks like just a full full service kind of thing looking in from the outside and i had a job when i first got to santa cruz way back when at a vegan brownie company nice and we'd be like oops there's a broken oops there's a <laughs> i wonder what this flavor tastes oh, like <laughs> yeah i wonder what this oh this is my favorite i'll just take some of these home yeah um, yeah so and then where do they sell them i was thinking it would be more like whatever, jams and little packaged mm -hmm. things and stuff. But from what you just said, it sounds like it's more immediate, like pastries and cake mm -hmm. pops and things like that. So do they then distribute them locally or what does that yeah. look like? So we do have, like in our little market, we do have a lady that makes uh, jams, Annie's Jammies. <laughs> so mm -hmm. we offer those here. Um, but so we also have a nonprofit arm that we really help people with the education and like trying to figure people, you know, how to figure out different systems. So like our, we do pop-up events here with our bar. We can convert that to a restaurant. Um, mm -hmm. We helped our barbecue guy, Brill's barbecue. He really wanted to figure out how do I make this work? And so we helped him set up the QR codes that we have at a couple of our local breweries. They order online pay online, it spits out a ticket in our kitchen. He fulfills the order right there in the kitchen and then just walks it over to the brewery. So we're, That's amazing. Yeah, it's really cool to see that system because the food industry was hit really hard by COVID. Um, so anything we can do to help people provide that pathway uh, without having to open their own brick and mortar first is essential. And then they can use it as a proving ground mm -hmm. if they are going to scale. You know, when I think of a rural town, I am not thinking of like tech that's sending orders here and there mm -hmm. and being delivered. Like, I love that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm probably stuck in a uh, perception that's that's sure. off. But I love what you're doing with Indie Commons so yeah. much. And what's your if everything went amazingly well, what's your kind of big picture vision for the space and the, the community really? Yeah. So, I mean, the, the office side will continue to support. We love having our kind of eclectic mix of people that work out of here. So on the office side, we're not, you know, we're not necessarily tech focused or food focused or, you know, whatever we, we are welcoming to all. Um, and then on the kitchen side, we're really seeing some growth there, uh, especially now that we've figured out kind of this point of sale system, because we basically provide all the infrastructure for that, including the point of sale. So they just log in hmm. and, you know, are able to, to use that. Um, we really want to grow the food and farm connection here because we're hmm. in a high agriculture area. So we do want to do some stuff with ag tech and my next like on the horizon um, would love to start up a ag tech accelerator to really kind of lean into that more. Kate, you're such a go-getter. I mean, I'm <laughs> trying to think of how to transition into going, oh yeah, and you're on the city council. Uh -huh. Like you're... <sighs> 
through and through you are committed and focused to your community mm-hmm. and building community and creating impact and I admire you so much oh, so tell you. me about the tell me about the city council piece and how that kind of plays into your vision for your community because I think more yeah. than any sp- I know other spaces are doing this but you're the immediate like we chat almost mm-hmm. daily in Slack and stuff, mm-hmm. I see that um, the impact is so important. And um, yeah, so what does that look like being on the council also? Well, it's one of those things that turns from a little yes into a big yes. <laughs> so <laughs> when I first moved to town and had a little more free time on my hands, uh, I my background is landscape architecture and planning. And so they had an opening on the Parks and Rec commission. And I was like, Oh yeah, I'll help with that. I've done that. That'd be great. <laughs> and so then that turned into like, great. Now we need someone on planning commission. So I did that. And then it was like, Hey, <laughs> why don't mm. you, why don't you run for city council? And I was like, okay. Um, and I'm, I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to serve the community. If this is going to sound a little bit strange, but like if the community wants me to right? and then and that's yeah. the thing with elected positions is if I can provide value and um, make an impact, I'm happy to do that. Um, and I, I've learned a lot. It has been really interesting to understand how cities work and how mm. cities coordinate with the counties and the uh, state and all that and how funding works. I do a lot of work with grant funding. And so it's, it's just understanding how all of that comes together and the importance that has for creating the type of community that you want to have, right? And so mm-hmm. as much as it's uh, it's a little bit drier, it's not always <laughs> as much fun to talk about, right. you know, zoning and codes and, you know, all these laws and regulations, but zoning is what makes your business happen in some, in some ways, right? And so your codes are what yeah. make your business communities happen. So it's important to understand how all those pieces come together. So the fact that you were elected mm-hmm. means people are like, yes, I believe in this woman. I see what she's doing. I She would be a good person to, to lead us. But I imagine when you opened Indie Commons that there was an educational period at the beginning where you were like, we're doing this thing called co-working. Tell me about yeah. that chapter. Yeah, it was definitely interesting. I also went into it knowing I figured it would take me two years to really kind of get the business built up to the point where I kind of imagined it to be. I, I knew it would be a, a, a long, slow crawl uh, to mm-hmm. get there. And, you know, it was anything from, um, well, you don't have a fax machine, so you're not going to be, your business is going to fail without a fax line. Oh. And I was like, oh, well, we can, we can help with that. Right? <laughs> we can help you understand that there's different ways than, mm. than a fax line. Um, and somebody thought I created co-working. Like, this is amazing, this concept. You should do this in other places. And I'm like, well, funny you should say that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, right. So, yes, yeah, so a big education hurdle for that. Yeah. Um, with co-working, there's often talk about location and neighborhood focus. So people don't have to drive or transit or it's in the suburbs. So it's close, but with Indie Commons, you're asking, I mean, I know there's a central hub of independence and you're also asking people to drive in or 
get into town sometimes, I don't know, 15, 20 mm -hmm. minutes or something just to be in the space, to be around other people and um, proving that the value is there. Like how yeah. do you kind of talk to the community beyond who's, who's on main street? Right. Yeah, absolutely. So for example, when I lived in Denver, I mean, a 20 minute commute to work was lucky, right? I mean, that's kind of right. how I feel like, oh, if it only takes me 20 minutes to get into the office, this is great. Whereas here, 20 minutes can be a long, a long distance away. I mean, frankly, yeah. so it's really kind of looking at the geography here was pretty interesting in terms of like, what is my kind of catchment area of who's who will come here, who's willing to drive here mm -hmm. um, to get to the office space. Because like you said, it has to be um, either you're really lonely, like you're really craving, right? you know, and I think so there are people that are like, yeah, heck yeah, I'll drive a half hour just to be kind of around other people. I might not do that every day, but I'll do that, you know, a couple days a week. Um, we are seeing that on the kitchen side, people will drive further because they can come in, mm -hmm. they could book the kitchen for a day, knock out a bunch of product for a month or several weeks at a time. So that's a different model. But on in terms of the office side, um, yeah, it has been kind of really interesting to learn like what area people will drive from. Yeah. What is, what is your catchment area? Cause yeah, like 20 minutes in the country is like mm -hmm. farm, open space, drive and drive and drive. Yeah. I do think it is about 20 minutes that somebody is willing yeah. to kind of routinely hop in here. Cause that's the same distance. Like if I lived here in independence and had a job in Salem or something like that, that would probably take me about 20 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes to commute. So that's been sort of my rule of thumb. And then do you have membership options that kind of cater to, to different things like the, the kitchen person who may only come in for a day a month or something? Yeah, actually the kitchen is by the hour. So that makes it mm. really easy. Um, and then on the, you know, the co-working side, I offer the monthly memberships and we have two different desk sizes. And then it's interesting. I, I during COVID, I stopped doing the flex membership, um, but I'm thinking about spinning that up again. I've had a couple more people start asking about like, Hey, I just need a place, you know, once or twice, um, you know, a week maybe, or a couple times a month. What does that look like? So um, probably we'll be starting that up again this sometime over the summer. I'll get that up and going. Do you again. have space for them? I do so. have space for them. Um, I do. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Good. <laughs> yeah. Good, yeah. good, good. Um, let's shift gears a little bit. I want to talk about summer recess for entrepreneurs yeah. because it is so cool. Like I think of like here in Park City, trying to do things with the marketing club, make it interesting, give people ways to connect and network, and you just completely next leveled it. So <laughs> tell me about what you're doing with the summer recess idea. Yeah, it came about, there's a group of us that do fight club a couple times a month uh, in the morning. And we were talking about that difficulty of carving out time or not feeling guilty as an entrepreneur to take advantage of summertime, you know, and some of our friends were like, Oh yeah, I just, I'm going to take a long weekend. And we're like, man, how do we do, how do we get to this point where we can like sneak away from work? And so the idea came about of like, well, if we had a reason to get out on the river or go for a hike or do something fun, 
then we're not really like sneaking out, are we? And so the uh, first event is a river float um, and we're picking a theme for each one. So leadership. So we'll bring in a couple of mentors. We're going to kick off this idea of what does it mean to be a leader? Then as we're floating down the river, we can talk about it informally and casually. We're going to come back, have s'mores, have happy hour. Uh, we have a nice patio as well. Um, and so we're going to do that, uh, with a hike and then also, um, right across the street from us is a great park. Actually the Willamette river is like two blocks from us. We can see it from the front. And so when we float, we'll end up basically in front of the office. Uh, and then when we do things, it's really easy for us to come back, but then we'll come back and just kind of informally share out like, Hey, what did we learn about leadership or, um, we have also prioritizing like health and wellness is one of our topics. And then overcoming fear is our, is our other topic that we're going to talk on. So, so good. And I'm such a strong believer in the more space you give something, that's where the really mm -hmm. good stuff happens. Like you kind of provide the framework and then you have to be courageous enough to let yeah. go and kind of let it be what it's going to be. I love when you said like floating down the river, you'll give a prompt and then people can kind of dig yeah. into that. But um, we must backstep to what is Fight Club? <laughs> I can't tell you about Fight Club. You must. <laughs> we, uh, there's a group of us that um, wanted to hold each other accountable. Because again, we're all working for ourselves, most of us. Yeah. And so we said, let's do... I said, I'm willing to lead something, but it's going to be pretty candid. Like it's going to be gloves off, mm. holding people accountable. Um, and surprisingly, several people were like, yes, that's what I'm, that's what I'm looking for. So we have basically, it's an accountability club. We have a couple prompts, um, but people are, um, you know, we're just there and we're asking people to like, why aren't you making progress on your business? Because I think mm. the other thing that, happens sometimes in the networking is like everyone's really soft with each other or they're they're kind of dancing around um i don't mean this in a negative way but right we're trying to we're we're, we're promoting each other and trying to help and support each other which is really mm -hmm. essential but sometimes it's like i need somebody to kind of take me to task and <laughs> be like you know what kate last week or you know last month you said you were going to be this far along and you're not and whereas I would have a supervisor, right? And if I went to go work someplace, I'd probably have a supervisor that eventually, like, right? Kate, you're missing your deadlines. Like this is a problem. You got to get your deadlines done. So we're essentially we're filling that role for each other. So you've all agreed. This yeah. is what we're going to do. So be prepared not only to take it, but to say, "Hey, Kate, yeah. you said you were going to do this a month ago. What's going on?" Right. And we also do a lot of celebrating at the end as well, right. like we, because like when people are like, you know, Hey, I hit my goal. We're like, that's amazing. That's awesome. So, I mean, they know that it's a, it's not only gloves off, but. I love it. We should for sure do that in the lab. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned wanting to do more with ag tech and kind of bring mm -hmm. bridging some different things with food and ag tech. What else is next for you? What's kind of lighting you up? What are you focused on <laughs> professionally, personally? Oh, my. Um, yeah, I'm really excited with how things are unfolding here at Indie Commons. I just think there's a lot of opportunity to make a, a bigger impact in the community. At that same time, we're trying to narrow our focus down. Uh, we, we get asked a lot or, uh, you know, like, hey, can you take this on too? And, and 
We're always fighting against capacity. And I say we very loosely. It's me. Uh, Winston is napping on his favorite chair right now. The dog. <laughs> like, so he's not a whole lot of help. Uh, and then Lindsay uh, works part-time for the nonprofit, and she manages the kitchen, the food, which is a huge help. Um, but it's a staff of basically two part-time people and one really cute but useless person uh, which he does a lot to bring happiness around the office but we have to be really careful about capacity and what we bring on and what we can do so when people come to me and they're like hey we want you to do you know another project or something it's I'm getting really good at evaluating whether that helps us get closer to our north star or not and what is your North Star? I can relate to this so much, but mm-hmm. what what is your North Star? Yeah, for us, it's really helping to promote the, obviously, kind of the startup uh, community or people working remotely, whatever that is. So mm-hmm. I'm a big supporter of our local entrepreneurs, the people out there doing that. Um, so we'll always be focused on, on providing the space and, and tools and resources, you know, helping people navigate what's going to help them be the most successful um, and then also just the shop local, the importance of people understanding the impact a dollar can make in mm-hmm. their own community and that, yes, there's a time and place to shop from Amazon, but there's a, a reason that it's important to shop locally and support your local restaurants and buy your gifts locally if you can, all that sort of thing. Um it it can really make a community shine when people embrace that sort of culture uh, and really lean into that. Um, I think we're really excited about creating that same culture for shopping locally with food systems. So, and that includes, we're looking at creating a platform where our smaller growers can be selling to local restaurants Mm-hmm. Uh, and other places so that you're, you, once you kind of get this system up and going, right, the idea is that it sort of feeds into itself. So restaurants are like, oh, now we know we have a reliable local source to buy our produce from. We aren't going to be going to the big, you know, conglomerates yep. as much. Um, you know, they probably still will, frankly. They'll they'll need to to some extent. Um, and then how do we create pathways or systems for there's a lot of food waste out there, frankly, you know, with yeah. local growers. So can we take that product and somehow process it here in the kitchen and then make it shelf stable? And whether we sell it, whether we donate it to the food bank so it's in some form more usable for their users, whatever it is. But how do we how do we put that back into the community, essentially? So good, Kate. I love your vision. I love your work. Um, What, is there anything else we should talk about before we jump off? Like, what else should I know? Yeah, I think that, you know, the challenge that a lot of the co-working space operators have, right, the independent ones is how do you, how do you make it all work? How do you make the numbers work? (laughs) That's, you know, that's definitely a challenge for rural. Uh, I get asked that a lot. People are like, oh, I want one of these in my community. Just come open one here. And it's like, it doesn't work (laughs) work that way. (laughs) You know, it's not a rubber stamp type project where, Mm. um, you can do that. And, you know, I just explained to people, right. It's all about making community and, um, 
building that community. So that looks different here in Independence than that does, say, in, you know, three towns over, four towns over, whatever yep. that might be. And so that's the important part there. And, um, and then I think that the other thing that I'm really looking at in terms of, like, that future plan and how do I – like I have my own consulting business as well. And so like, how does, how do I start kind of helping other communities do this though in a way that's meaningful for them? And, um, while still kind of keeping focused on the commons and all the good things that we're doing mm -hmm. here with our nonprofit as well. So. I mean, building a truly like mutually supportive, vibrant community, it is high touch, high emotion, high engagement. Um, I've heard and chatted with numerous operators mm -hmm. over the years where they're opening a second location. They're like, but how do you do this mm -hmm. in another location? Because it's not, it's not easily scalable, but um, you have such a cool model. I love what you're doing. And what is the best way? I'm sure people are going to want to learn more to connect with you. I think there are a lot of space operators who are trying to create impact in their town. And I think mm -hmm. there are a lot of rural operators who are feeling a bit isolated. So yeah. I am always trying to find them, but what's the best way to connect with you and kind of follow up? Yeah. So the best way to connect is Kate at IndieCommons.com. I'm always happy to, you know, chat back and forth via email or schedule another time. Um, and then also our website and we're on all the there's Winston. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Package delivery. He's <laughs> like, I want to be yeah. in the show. Yeah. I want to be here. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, Kate, yeah. it is always, I always get so inspired and it's always a pleasure to, to chat with you. And yes. um, yeah, I'm really honored that we're in the same orbit. Well, thanks Kat. And thanks for all the work that you do. I mean, I can't tell you how valuable, uh, the lab has been, I mean, it's just been so great to get connected with that. I mean, talking about building community, right? That's exactly what we've done is build community. And it's just, uh, I love logging into Slack. Some days I'm not able to get to it as much as others, but it's just nice to know that there's people out there trying to overcome some of the same hurdles, the same obstacles, and to have that group that you can ask questions of. And, um, it's just, it's really phenomenal to have that lab family out there. I agree completely. And that's music to my ears, Kate. Yeah. That's the whole yeah. point of it. But yeah. yeah, I'm glad to have you in there. But thank you. And um, I will chat with you soon. All right. Thanks so much, Kat. Thanks for listening to Coworking Out Loud. Head over to katjohnson.co to register for the next Coworking Convo, to learn more about The Lab, which is our club for indie coworking space operators, to catch up on blog posts, other episodes of Coworking Out Loud, and everything else. See you inside.